everybody out there in dreamland namaste and shalom iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend this is the beyond top secret text and coming to you again from the third coast the coast with the most the gulf coast of texas with a new episode of the beyond top secret texan podcast we're gonna have a great episode today we're gonna have a great talk a lot of information to cover about russia and this war um a lot of implications that I think a lot of people are missing or forgetting. Remember, you always got to remember what you've forgotten. Or always audit yourself. Always audit information. Keep notes. Keep, keep it in binders. Keep it in physical format where it is safe. 
and that you review often because a lot of times they just flood the so much information and the way the human mind works that if you're relying on working memory alone, that there are many, many things that will slip through the cracks. You're only human, right? We're all only human. And I know a lot of you, uh, you know, types, you intellectuals who I attract in my audience out there have notes that they've kept over the years, their awakening journey. This is something just that all scholars, all technical experts, all, you know, intellectuals, all people really of the mind do. They journal, they keep information down in their own personal records, notes, they keep libraries of books, etc., and they read them, they reread them often to keep that information fresh. I think one thing that people have forgotten, one, one crucial bit of information that occurred within the last 10 years, in fact, in 2016, remember when we thought that was modern day or even the future, 2016, how even saying, wow, things that are going to happen in 2016, that would sound like, you know, you're talking about like Buzz Lightyear type you know, futuristic Tomorrowland type fantasies. And now it's the past. And not only is it the past, it's a significant year in the past. It's actually been forgotten and disremembered because of its unique energy properties. And 2016 was, you know, a bad year for a lot of people because it was just a bad vibe and a bad timeline, the 2012 timeline, right in the middle of it, right? Um, Four years under 20 time... uh, the 2012 timeline, and uh, another eight to go, you know, 2016 really was the onset of the last 10 years blues, right, the uh, the uh, Aquari- age of Aquarius birth blues, and um, now, you know, we need to remind ourselves what occurred then. Russia had acquired the Ark of Gabriel from its ally, Saudi Arabia, and transported it from the Red Sea using its naval forces to keep it safe from the predatory intentions of the evil satanic cabal of the New World Order. Going rogue, very much going rogue, from the existing Obama CIA infrastructure, and even very much resulting in the election of Donald Trump in America, because if you know about your esoteric xeno-archaeology and uh, religious archaeology, because some say it's ancient aliens, and some say it's the work of metaphysical, you know, uh, Elohim, known as, you know, Jehovah. That either way, the facts are that the Ark of the Covenant, in fact, these covenantal arcs, are alien arcs, come in many varieties, and they come in many sizes. And that these arcs, are of great importance and power to the politics and, in fact, fates and destinies of worldly nations, tribes, and people. If you have an ark, you are invincible in conflicts. 
It exudes reality-bending powers much more than what was represented in the Indiana Jones fantasy film, the action film, uh, rather, the Indiana Jones, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is much more than a face-melting anti-personnel weapon that works on esoteric principles against evil. It is reality uh, changing and establishing and is invincible when properly consulted and, you know, uh, maintained. The covenant with the Lord, our higher power, the extraterrestrial force, in every sense of the word, the inhuman force that bestowed these technologies and the ancient world that established and directed the destiny of mankind is still being harnessed and sought after and operating in the current era. Now, the Russian Ark of Gabriel was originally acquired after excavating the the Mecca, the area in Mecca where the stone is, the Kaaba, um, the Black Meteor Stone. And they were excavating that after having done maintenance and found that there was a hollow cemented in cavity from its original creation. Curious, the House of Saud, who inherited Mecca from the British Empire that established it, and was not responsible for its actual construction, and this is a very controversial point, but it's known by many, many Islamic scholars that the House of Saud was a Western world invention, particularly a British uh, invention, right? With like Lawrence of Arabia era and shit. So upon doing this maintenance, they were excavating, trying to do it discreetly, and trying to hide in plain sight during the Hajj, the actual uh, pilgrimage to Mecca, that every Muslim is required once in their lifetime to take. Now, upon discovery of this ark, its massive power, even in its inert and long inactive state, was enough to force a lightning bolt to shoot not only into um, the Kaaba but into the actual stadium itself that was around and l- through a series of exactly like uh, you know catastrophes involving crane collapses the lightning strike etc um, kill many many dozens of people uh, that were innocently just around this area as well as all of the personnel that were involved in its discovery, keeping biblically accurate that any unworthy or ill-prepared, unholy personnel that disrespected or in its presence are doomed to death and destruction, as well as an unreported beginning of plague, illness, and high rates of cancer as well as stampedes, madness, and visions like nightmares, phobias, psychosis, etc. within the thousands of people who participated in that Hajj that year.
This is known within the Muslim community as a cursed event, as a Hajj, and that thousands of people are known to have suffered that fate because of the Ark of Gabriel. This is known in the Muslim world. This is known in Ethiopia. This is known in Africa. This is known in the Middle East. This is heavily, heavily censored and suppressed in the West. And at the time, the only Western sources of information that were leaking this information, that were sharing it, were Russian sources or pro-Russian sentiments. The Western censorship media, the monolithic empire of media control from the handful of companies that exist, you know, did not want this story coming out. And yes, many of the thousands of people who were associated with that Hajj and many of the uh, dozens and dozens of people who made up the ruling class of, you know, the hundreds even, maybe thousands of people who made up the ruling class of the Saudis in 2016 all suffered cursed fates, tragic fates, just like the uh, King Tut curse, just like the opening of um, Tamburlaine's, uh, you know, tomb in Russia. Like, it was like, a very eventful curse situation. Uh, ISIS, many of the people who operated ISIS, many of the ruling family, like the prince of Saudi Arabia, were then arrested tortured, you know, dethroned, and new management basically effectively came in after the 2016 era. And that's because of this Ark of Gabriel event. Russia was the one tasked and allied with retrieving it because they had the sufficient technology and UFO retrieval, as well as Vladimir Putin basically um, giving an arm and a leg, let's say that, to the, you know, Saudi Arabian or, uh, you know, House of Saud, you know, the ruling parties of the Middle East. And this was, uh, you know, both kind of like urgency, like, yes, they had to deal with it. They had to deal with it immediately. Russia was willing to deal with it. They were willing to keep a secret. They were willing to do it discreetly. And they were willing to use their military equipment to do it, right? And Vladimir Putin could keep that secret. Where in the Western world, that would have been a lot harder to have managed and, you know, very difficult for them to have extended themselves that way and kept it secret, even though, you know, they were offered and there was on the table, we, they were aware of it. Vladimir Putin, at this time, going rogue, able to grab the Ark of the Covenant with the, Red, with the Russian Navy and the Red Sea, then escort it very quickly to their neutral areas of Antarctica. If you guys know anything about this, Antarctica, yes, is a war zone, and yes, ironically, a Cold War zone, because $800 million a year is spent on Antarctic defense and military operations in Antarctica. But legally, it is neutral ground, and the established territories are sovereign, and cannot be visited or allowed in, you know, yes, even though there is treaties, yes, all scientific research and data has to be, but the territories themselves are highly guarded and restricted access. This is very common knowledge, right? And no, Americans cannot put spies, it's very hard for them to put intel agents, you know, actually get 
any kind of real, you know, foothold in, say, the Russian-controlled areas of Antarctica because every single person is accounted for and there's a lot of espionage that does occur in Antarctica, actually. You know, it's highly, highly uh, active for espionage. Um, like I said, it's a, it's a war zone. Now, they were able to put in Antarctica where they could keep it very, very safe. And in doing so, they used the Archbishop of the Eastern Orthodox Church to sanctify it and to perform religious rites in accordance with the operations of the Ark. I will be playing a few bits of audio just to help reinforce this is not my invention in the slightest. So this is the first time I'm hearing about this. I am not adding any detail, nor, if anything, I'm actually reducing it and summarizing it, as most of the cases are summarized. But this video, like you said, I totally forgive you if this is rare or obscure and you are unfamiliar with it, because it has been censored, heavily, heavily censored. It has been ridiculed, it has been uh, attacked, and considered misinformation or complete uh, uh, fabrication, and since 2018, it has been slowly erased and removed from the internet with channels that supported it being removed, censored through various reasons. And after the 2020 COVID censorship, many of the channels that shared this information were also anti-lockdown, anti-COVID, anti-vaccine, and did not survive the last two years of censorship. Remember, this is something that, yes, in 2018, you could have found dozens of videos about it within the first page of YouTube results, even with the censorship. But now that it's 2022, four years after that, it's completely buried. And I said, if you were there 2016 when it came out, that's when it would have been, you know, really, really incredible to see. Hold on. Okay, so we're going to watch one of the videos right now. Hopefully there's not too much bullshit we have to filter through. This is Steemit Mary LaRue. This is, he said, I don't know really where these, uh, I guess the blog is Steemit. Mary Lavu is the uh, YouTube channel. This was four years ago, uploaded four years ago. So this is 2018. Deeply mysterious Ark of Gabriel and Russia's interest in Antarctica. Mysterious Ark of Gabriel. To Antarctica. The Kremlin reported the Ministry of Defense that the sudden launching yesterday by aerospace forces of two satellites are for the protection of the Federation naval research vessel Admiral Vladimsky which has just departed the Saudi Arabian port of Jeddah after taking on board a mysterious object described as the Ark of Gabriel, whose importance is deemed so vital that President Putin has further ordered naval ships, guided missile cruiser Variag, 
the Sovremeni class destroyer Vistri Boris Chilikin class fleet, Boris Butoma and the powerful savage tug Alatu, that upon the ending of their current mission in India, they are to rendezvous with the Admiral Vladimsky on the Southern Ocean, providing it protection as it sails to Antarctica. According to the report, the unprecedented mission being undertaken by the Admiral Vladimsky research vessel began on November 6th when it departed from Kronstadt in the Federation's first Antarctic expedition in 30 years. And described by the Ministry of Defense as having such critical military religious significance, its cargo includes capsules with Russian soil which will be placed in the areas of military glory and burial sites of Russian sailors at selected ports of call. To what spurred this astonishing mission was the contacting on September 25th of His Holiness Patriarch Kirill of Moscow, the Patriarch of Russia, by representatives of the custodian of the two holy mosques in Mecca. Saudi Arabia regarding the mysterious ancient device or weapon discovered under the Masjid al-Haram Mosque, that's the Grand Mosque in Mecca, during what was turned into a very controversial construction project which began in 2014. Gravely raising the concerns of the Grand Mosque emissaries was when the mysterious device or weapon was discovered on the 12th of September of this year by a 15-man tunnel digging crew. So it was found underneath the earth, of course, underneath this complex of the Grand Mosque. And the crew, who in their attempting to remove it, were instantly killed by a massive plasma emission so powerful it ejected from the ground, toppling a construction crane, killing at least another 107 people. Uh, and the news claimed it was an accident because the construction was going there for at least a decade and the cranes were all around the area and had obviously rusted. Catastrophically worse, this report says, is that Barely a fourth night after the first attempt to remove the mysterious device weapon found underground in the tunnel was made on 12th of September. Another attempt was made on the 24th of September, which killed over 4,000 people due to another massive plasma emission, which put tens of thousands in panic, but which Saudi officials then blamed on a stampede. That was in the camp a few kilometers out of Mecca where people, the pilgrims that were attending the Mecca site had lost their lives due to uh, an accidental stampede, as reported. After the catastrophic death toll involved with the Saudi, Saudi second attempt to remove the mysterious device weapon, His Holiness Patriarch Kirill of Russia was then contacted by the Grand Mosque emissaries in regards to one of the oldest Islamic manuscripts 
possessed by the Russian Orthodox Church that were saved from the Roman Catholic Crusades in 1204 when they sacked the Church of the Holy Wisdom, known as Hagia Sophia, in Constantinople, which is present-day Istanbul, Turkey, titled Gabriel's Instructions to Muhammad. Important to note, the virtually unknown in the West were the Roman Catholic Crusades, and like they mirror today, they were not only against the people of the Islamic faith, but also against those having Russian Orthodox faith as well, and why during these Crusades, the Russian Orthodox Church not only protected their own religious libraries from being destroyed, but also those belonging to Muslims. And as the accounts, the contents of the ancient Islamic manuscript Gabriel's instructions to Muhammad. It centers around a group of instructions given to Muhammad by the angel Gabriel in a cave called Hira, located on the mountains called Jabal on Nur near Mecca, wherein this heavenly being entrusted to Muhammad, Muhammad's care a box or ark of immense power. He was forbidden to use it as belonging to God only, and was instead to be buried in the shrine at the place of worship the angels used before the creation of man, until his future uncovering in the days of Yaum al-Kiyaman, or Kiyaman, which literally means day of resurrection. So uh, the report mentions virtually nothing about the conversations held between His Holiness Patriarch Kirill of Russia and the emissaries of the Grand Mosque in regard to their mysterious weapon device found underneath the uh, tunnels of the mosque. It does stunningly acknowledge that when President Putin was first informed about the grave situation on the 27th of September, he not only immediately ordered the mission to Antarctica for the Admiral Vladimsky research vessel. He also further ordered three days later on 30th September aerospace forces to begin their uh, Syria campaign. As to what this mysterious weapon device actually is, we are not allowed to report on due to the strictures we have to abide by in being allowed to publish even the merest glimpses of what happens behind Kremlin walls, we are currently permitted to do. This also pertains to why Russia is helping Saudi Arabia move it to Antarctica. But with both of these nations soon to be uh, at odds with the fascist governments of the West, they need only watch the following video. There's a video embedded here in this link I'll leave for you of some of Russia's top military officers explaining what they know of Antarctica and its past to figure out for oneself how critical indeed these times are that we are living in. So I'll leave a link below for you for this. Okay, so that was the first video. And uh, we have a second video on the same channel from the same, um, I guess you call it journalist. But yeah, the header under this video is Patriarch Carol performs bizarre ritual in Antarctica over Ark of Gabriel. The Ark of Gabriel was first discovered in Mecca.
on the 12th of September, 2014, by a construction crew tunneling under the Masjid Al Haram Mosque. And I pretty much means he means the construction started in 2014. But the actual event of the lightning strike and disaster was 2016. So, we'll see what this video It is getting have. increasingly difficult to argue there is something very powerful, mystifying, ancient, dangerous, or all four combined located in the Antarctic. A recent post two days ago titled... Ruins of an ancient city with a storied past surface in Antarctica has garnished a tremendous amount of attention. The reason? That particular article deals with ancient pyramids discovered in Antarctica, a map of Antarctica that's been around since long before the time of Christ that depicts Antarctica under the ice sheet to perfection, something that should be impossible because it's been millions of years since there was no ice sheet, and man hasn't been here millions of years reveals tales of mythical giants who carved out giant caverns millennia ago all the way to the island of Malta allegedly using modern technology, and the article fuses all that with the Nazis' obsession and the mysterious U.S. operation known as High Jump that put nearly 5,000 U.S. military personnel along with every resource available at the time into the Navy's disposal in the hands of Admiral Richard Byrd, the operations leader of the U.S. Naval in Antarctic. Many people of a Christian faith can draw the conclusion that the giants in ancient mythology and discussed in the book of Genesis, chapter 6 were in fact real beings that occupied the earth in those days. There is much to suggest these beings were real, but that topic is for another day. The topic for today, is that that the Russians have shown extreme interest in the location and its lore, because they are shipping an ancient artifact of critical military religious significance known as the Ark of Gabriel there. This artifact slash device was excavated under the Grand Mosque in Mecca. According to the article below, worryingly raising the concerns of the Saudis and the Grand Mosque emissaries, the report went on to confirm that when this mysterious device slash weapon was discovered on September 12th by a 15-man tunnel digging crew, who in their attempting to remove this mysterious mystical weapon were instantly killed by a huge plasma emission. In fact, it was so powerful that it ejected from the ground toppling a construction crane killing, at least, another 107 people in the surrounding area. Straight after the catastrophic death toll caused by the Saudis' second attempt to remove this mysterious device-slash-weapon, the report goes on to say that His Holiness Patriarch Kirill was then contacted by the Grand Mosque emissaries in regards to one of the oldest Islamic manuscripts possessed by the Russian Orthodox Church that was saved from the Roman Catholic Crusaders in 1204 when they sacked the Church of Holy Wisdom, which is now known as Hagia Sophia, in Constantinople, present day Istanbul, Turkey, which was titled Gabriel's Instructions to Muhammad. Here is why this story is one of epic proportion. There isn't a human being on earth right now that would not acknowledge that religions and their differences are causing enormous rifts within human culture, and radial beliefs by some have resulted in millions being murdered over the millennia. What do Judaism, Christianity, and Islam all have in common? The Archangel Gabriel. What is this device called? Ark of Gabriel. HTTP colon slash slash beforeitsnews.com slash alternative slash 2016 slash 01 slash Russia's hyphen mysterious hyphen arc hyphen of hyphen Gabriel hyphen weapon hyphen now hyphen on hyphen root hyphen to hyphen Antarctica hyphen 3269514.html
Right now, I was recording it. It totally took the gravity out of the situation. Okay, so yes, we're going to be moving forward now because there's really no more need to watch or listen to any more information on it because it's very much, um, you know. Okay, fine. I'll try to find one more, but you know, it's very much uh, a, a established fact that this occurred, right? Like, absolutely. But, yes, the Ark Gabriel was discovered in Saudi Arabia. I mean, the details won't change no matter what, right? The details will stay the same. And that is, you know, the Russians have acquired an Ark. Not only that, recent events, to keep in mind, are never as they seem. And 2016 was the blink of an eye compared to uh, how time really goes, right? Like how the, the true time scale. So upon the acquisition of their ARC and their military efforts to rebuild their military, to refund their military, and then to invade Ukraine, right? After being um, kind of fought to a standstill and kept at a stalemate, of course, with the Donetsk area and only seizing Crimea, um, you know, very messily after the Ukrainian civil war, basically a takeover by the CIA, Now, obviously, the the relation between those two events is obvious, right? Like, you don't need to really, I'm not saying, like, you don't need to look into it anymore, but you can obviously put two and two together and be like, yes, their acquisition of that um, arc is definitely the motivation they needed, they got, and they received as well as technology that they received to begin either communicating with higher powers, extraterrestrials, in that case, um, to start forming alliances, to start brokering deals, providing security, even providing protection. I think this arc, because they all have different, um, different powers, basically. They all have different um, attributes or abilities. Like, each piece of technology is different and suited to a different thing. That I am really, really um, sure that this has something to do with either being able to see the future or to literally contact beings from other dimensions that can see the future, that actually can uh, contact, you know, or at least not contact, but at least communicate uh, the visions of the future, the actual uh, events necessary to change it, or the, um, you know, consequences of any decision before it's made. This could be done through communication with the Astar High Command. So it's not like they need to contact a species that doesn't exist or as a species that's mysterious to the West or mysterious to anyone who is aware of these things. 
the exopolitics of the Earth, right? Or at least the position of the Earth. Andrew Dinn explained for his conversion, and I mean by his, Vladimir Putin's conversion into Orthodox Christianity and his commitment to this basically holy war in which he's trying to take over and reseize certain parts of the Ukraine. And one must ask oneself, why? Why would pieces of territory, because all territory is important for these reasons, these reasons people don't talk about, these reasons people don't see. Why the Ukraine? He could be taking pieces of Afghanistan after the Stargate Wars, uh, pursuant to uh, the Soviet Union tried to take the Stargates in the 1980s. Um, he could be, you know, doing hundreds of different things in the Baltics, you know, where the Baltic anomaly is, in Siberia, reinforcing, you know, um, discovery or ex- excavation of underground um, complexes. You know, a number of things. Why the Ukraine? Right? Why the Ukraine? Because the Ukraine has certain things in it. Certain objects in it. Objects that are very complementary to the arcs and objects that he's already recovered, especially in Russia. Arcs that he, and maybe he alone in terms of humans, may have abilities to operate or to activate. And that these may be codes, right? Codes, entry codes, security codes, given to him by said extraterrestrials. Recently got into communication through this arc, via this arc. One such place recently was just acquired in the quote-unquote heavily politically correct version of conquered. Acquired. Through real politic. And that real politic was at the end of the barrel of a tank and in the afterburner of a jet. But what was acquired was much more valuable than land, much more valuable than gold, or even people, right? The human resource. It was an alien ark. Not mentioned in the Bible previously, not known about by occult circles or the Kabbalists even, that had occupied such area of great importance, but literally walked all over it and ignored it because it was right under their feet. Actually, buried in a big sand pit in the middle of the Ukraine, right near Crimea, right near Donetsk, 
give me just one second. I will find out the name of the actual sands. It's the Oblitzt. I have these words in front of me, but then now I've suddenly realized I may not be able to pronounce any of these. The Olishki Sands. The Olishki Sands is a desert in the Ukraine. It's situated inland from the Ukrainian coast of the Black Sea and, cl- and consists mostly of sand dunes of cruciary sand, which reach a height of up to five meters with sparse vegetation across the sands. With man-made pine forests They say man-made, but really, they were extraterrestrially planted through the genetics of the Ark itself to help the bioenergetics sustain it over the course of millennia in a stasis akin to technological hibernation, a standby mode. But it's powered, its actual fuel cells are these artificial oasises and completely artificial deserts produced by itself to hide itself, to literally bury itself under the sand, the same with ancient Egypt and the Sphinx. And many such wonders already located in the western United States. This is why we know the operation of it. This is how I know the operation of it, because I have experience and knowledge, first-hand knowledge, of how discovered the how many UFOs were already discovered in the Mojave Desert, in the Sonora Desert, in the deserts of West Texas, in the Big Bend area, that were actually responsible for the desertification, at least the creation of the sand. Uh, Even being located on the beaches of South Africa, one uh, such UFO was responsible for a huge amount of sand, for example, in, I think it was in Namibia? Nambia? Sorry, sorry. Like I said, my mind is a little scattered, but the information I'm bringing to you is, is absolutely accurate. You know, forgive me if for the details that I may get wrong in foreign tongues or in uh, geographical terms. Um, you know, this is all uh, very, very hard on my American sensibilities. Sorry, I'm from Texas. I got a double, double strike on my count right there. Yeah, I know it's not making me very, it's not making it any easier. The Aleshki Desert is located in the Kherson Rayon, the Kherson Oblast, 30 kilometers east of Kherson before the Russian annexation of the Crimean Khanate, right? So this has been a a basically owned, right? And it was used as an Air Force bombing range by the Soviet uh, Union during the Warsaw Pact. And there's unexploded ordnance all around it, so they keep the civilians away from it, right? And I said the cabal didn't really know after they reclaimed it from the Soviet Union and the Khazarian mafia came back to power, the Illuminati seized power in the Ukraine. Since 2014, they've been busy 
They haven't really been able to excavate it. But underneath those sands, which the Soviet Union was well aware of, there is an alien arc of massive, massive proportions. And it is a biological arc, a sleeper ship, a generation ship, filled with the genetic material to restart an entire alien climate ecosystem and all from the single-celled life forms to the most complex of intelligent life in the Pleiadian or Ashtar Venusian form. These are Venusian creatures with Venusians asleep in stasis in the tens of thousands, enough to start an entire colony. Crashed millennia ago and kept preserved for the time that they would be discovered not to colonize a barren planet or a planet that was uh, with primitive life, but to be discovered by intelligent life so that that may be guaranteed. They needed basically to be rejuvenated to be resurrected by this intelligent life once it was so sufficient and then bestow upon that intelligent life the actual colony, the truth, the benefit of this Venusian ecosystem and these Venusians themselves. But whoever would be the most intelligent to acquire them, unfortunately human nature is human nature and this becomes a race. This became a literal war uh, for these Aliens before these alien life forms in this ark, right? Intentionally, the war was fought for the ark, the life forms being the treasure that the ark possessed. Literally, like a, a starter kit for a extraterrestrial biome. Now, this area was recently conquered by the Putin by. The Russian army, and it was spared no expense, even the use of thermobaric and nuclear weaponry to clear any enemy contest or um, a threat to the activation of this arc. It was given paramount emphasis and support, right? And even a 40 mile long convoy in the geographic north of the Ukraine, which would have been in prime striking distance for the capital of the Ukraine was actually stalled to serve as a distraction because the true prize was never the capital of of Ukraine, Kiev, or Zelensky, the president, but rather this Ark. And the Ark has been officially acquired. During the battle for this Ark, the Cabal even used extraterrestrial reverse-engineered weaponry. They used weaponry like directed lightning, Tesla howitzers, uh, plasma energy, etc. And so there was a great cost of life for the Russian, I guess you call it, uh, liberators of this arc or activate, uh, you know, victors. But it was not a pariah victory, not a pariah victory at all, given the world-changing and at least Russian superpower-building uh, future that the arc promises as well as just the complete potential of the future itself and how it's going to change. And now the plans for them, this arc, is to position it in the Arctic Circle in Siberia 
and to form a colony of Venusians with Venusian life forms, Venusian ecosystems and climate and everything, purposely controlled in a biome. I've talked about this before, that they allow, an, or, you know, aliens, basically, extraterrestrials, life forms to exist on Earth in carefully controlled biomes, biological, um, you know, bubbles, basically, artificially created greenhouses, but set to the conditions of alien worlds and even conditions that would be inhospitable or unsurvivable for uh, human beings so that these aliens may live on our planet and communicate with us, you know, while they're here and be, be able to thrive and survive, you know, no matter how different they are, it's completely within the realm of human engineering. The one such colony is being constructed in the Antarctic and in the Arctic Circle. Uh, two such colonies, sorry, two such colonies are being constructed in the Antarctic and Arctic Circles. And this is why um, I shouldn't write my notes in shorthand and should fully fully write down my uh, thoughts because I'm trying to read my own shorthand notes and I'm like, even though I typed it out, I'm like, oh man, this is chicken scratch. No, um, I spent too long as a waiter. No, this is, uh, this is absolutely uh, my fault. So not my best presentation, but you know, I'm speaking this, I'm shooting from the hip. I wrote this presentation mere hours ago, uh, compiled all the evidence and everything. So hopefully, you know, you guys forgive me. Um, but yes, this is absolutely the case, uh, with the war effort uh, that, you know, or with the Russian empire in the future, it's moving more to an Arctic empire, a polar empire, um, uh, already controlling a sizable portion of the Arctic circle, giving it access to the hollow earth, as well as many responsibilities. Like, like I said, ultimately, the Earth Alliance has already decided and included Russia as a fundamental and equal player in all of this. So really, the perspective is incorrect to think that this is Russia rising or Russia doing anything wrong or invading anyone's responsibility or territory where they don't have any place. They are absolutely first world heroes because of this Earth United, Earth Alliance um, activity. They're being the army of the Atlantis Rising Interpol. They're being the army of the Ashtar High Command here on Earth, dealing with Earth affairs, settling the score with the evil reptilian servant, atheist, agnostic, human parasitical, psychopathic, pedophilic, you know, vampiric societies of people that are now more a subspecies than they are real human beings anymore and literally consider human beings their cattle, their slaves and they, you know, we have to literally serve and die for their safety and benefit and this is the literal crime that they are guilty of so just remember that Russia is the good guy in all of this including the seizure of the Ark of Gabriel rather than the allowing the evil covenant, the evil cabal to acquire that technology, as well as the seizure of this arc, this life arc, this bio arc of the Ashtar High Command, um, and building this Ashtar High Command uh, colony, that this is their, what they've earned, this is their reward for good service and loyal service to the Ashtar High Command, to the Earth Alliance, the United Earth Government, 
you know, the, the basically the future, their service to the future. And, you know, I'll always defend them as being equal parts heroes and having sacrificed more than anyone as a people, including the United States, in the pursuit of Solar Warden and of um, various, you know, things like the colonization of the moon, the colonization of Mars, discovery of many astrological and space-type events, the creation of many technologies, uh, even the fighters, uh, the bombers, the, the large O'Neill cylinders, the spaceships, the rockets, everything that we've used, the mass drivers, the satellites, the uh, space stations were mostly Russian in design or had Russian engineers greatly, greatly benefiting um, the future and progress of humanity as, a, as an intelligent species, as an interplanetary species and as a species able to defend itself from interplanetary, extraterrestrial, and outer space and very other threats, both in the paranormal, interdimensional, and psychic realms. Their psychics, Russia's psychics, are second to none. They have remote viewers. Their tactics are our tactics. There is no divide when you get to this level between East and West, there is only good and evil, right? And speaking about that, we'll now be watch, uh, listening to the audio that hopefully will uh, reinforce this point because you can listen to me make claims and always rebuttal it or, or counter it with, uh, well, what source do you Our need? How is this... How is this going to be, um, you know, received or does anyone else agree with you type thing and try to single me out, right? For all my haters out there right now, Dr. Michael Sala, Dr. Michael Sala is a extremely respected leader in exopolitics and Dr. Sala concurrently understood that this is the reality from a military insider source from the U.S. Space Force and a channeler of an Ashtar Venusian Lauren Danan. Now, I had received information about the Ark and, yes, done my own research independently until today, while doing more research, found this video and realized that, yes, it was right. I should pull the trigger on doing a video about it and talking about it because the time was right. And not only that, I might be a little bit behind only receiving the wake of the echo right, of the reality once it already occurred. It could have happened last week, for all we know. And we're just getting that information, so we cannot wait to do this, right? We have to do it as soon as we, as we feel it, even though, like I said before, we might be reading from hastily written notes. We might be sleepless, you know, suffering from exhaustion, burning the midnight oil to bring you guys the newest and the best truth that we can. But we have to anyway, right? I have to anyway. So, once again, I'm sorry if I'm using third-party sources. I just want to reinforce these points as not being inventions of mine, but being the reality that I am lucky enough to be a part of and lucky enough to know and, and to be aware of with my own eyes, my own intellect, right? My own intuition. 
But in case you need, you know, a, a source or a third-party verification, here's this audio. The audio is going to be playing for nine minutes. It's going to be Dr. Michael Sala interviewing his source about this arc that was discovered in what was formerly the Ukraine, but is now Russian territory. And the corner of the Crimean Peninsula and the Donetsk region, right? In the sands, in the oblast, the Oleski sands. So thank you all for your patience. Guys got a lot of guts and everything for even tuning in. And I know that I'm preaching to the choir, really, because you're all my supporters and that you all get this and you probably all know about this. You know, but I always like playing devil's advocate and kind of thinking about how I can better make my points and better communicate my truths. And I hope this is just clarification. I hope this is just explanation. I hope this is just elaboration on something that you guys can understand. And it isn't, you know, like blowing your mind so much you got to like tune off and, and he's like drop out and, and, you know, cancel your Patreon subscription and all that good shit. But yeah, just exactly. I hope it doesn't, uh, you know, hope it doesn't twist your titties too hard, but this is the truth. Russia is the good guy. Russia is fighting for uh, the, the side of right, for the good side, the good side of the force. They're the, you know, they're the fucking rebel alliance of the Jedi right now at this point. And um, that they have extraterrestrial authorities. They have uh, higher powers helping them. They have religious artifacts, Xeno archaeology, Xeno artifacts. They've been reverse engineering. They've been uh, well within their means. They're not... This is not a, a foolish decision, nor is it a decision made with evil or ill intent. This is a very restrained, special military operation to bring law and order to a mafia-controlled state that has brainwashed its own populations to serving its evil, corrupt Illuminati cabal at the price of its own children and its own population. And one of the major details for all of this was because Russia, through its records from the Soviet Union, has knowledge of this arc and knew that the cabal currently in control of the Ukraine would use that arc for evil if they ever got a chance to excavate it, which only time would tell. So it was urgent, and yes, urgent situations call for drastic measures, and sacrifices need to be made to fertilize the tree of liberty. Blood is its natural manure. So here's Dr. Michael Sala expressing his knowledge of it, right? His, inter inter his information that he required about it. But a point that I've also concurrently concluded here at the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. And I've been Beyond Top Secret Texan. But next you'll hear will be the audio from Dr. Michael Sallow. Buried Ukraine's space arc in Kherson began activating 
activating. So Russia takes over an entire city and region for the first time in its special military action. You are listening to Exopolitics Today with Dr. Michael Sala, your source for the uncensored truth regarding the human, extraterrestrial, global, and political agenda. Click the like button and subscribe to this channel. And now, here's Dr. Michael Sala. News reports have confirmed that the Russian army has captured the Ukrainian port city and region of Kherson, where an ancient space arc is claimed to be buried. According to two independent sources, the space arc is buried under Oleshki Sands National Nature Park, which is only 25 kilometers or 15 miles east of Kherson. The space arc is said to be activating and predicted to eventually begin flying into the air. Kherson is strategically important to the Russian military as it contains a freshwater canal to the nearby Crimean Peninsula, which is the only warm water port of the Russian Navy. Russia's capture of Kherson is vital for ensuring the long-term viability of its Crimean facilities, but also fulfills a new strategic imperative to gain access to and control the alleged space arc. I was first told about the Ukraine space arc by my longtime source, JP, who currently serves in the US Army and has been on covert missions to two other space arcs. One mission was to the moon and two others have been to the Bermuda Triangle area of the Atlantic Ocean. All three missions were jointly conducted by the US and China and the second Atlantic Ocean mission included Russia, which had found its own arc but was not giving the US access. On February 11, JP gave me coordinates to a space arc he was told exists in Ukraine. The coordinates are for Oleshki Sands, which is the only natural sand desert in Ukraine and has long been a tourist attraction. The origins of the sandy desert have puzzled geologists and there has been speculation that it is a result of historical overgrazing by sheep. JP later described what he was told about the Ukrainian space arc in briefings and by others participating in the covert missions to ancient arcs being found all over our solar system and on Earth. On February 24, he left me the following...
Space arcs being found in Russia and Ukraine. Remember, I was telling you about the arc, how there was Russian surrounding the, the ship that we were on. They really wanted the station. That's why they went down with, you know, with to the arc with us. We gave them the opportunity to come down. We didn't have no problem, you know, bringing the Russians and sharing information because we knew that this was huge. This is worldwide huge, you know, this is humongous. So all the world leaders need to know about this. So, but they, they did not keep their side uh, of the promise by not taking us to their heart. But now with this happening in Ukraine, that heart that is over there, um, I guess they want that information from them. And we were about to don't be surprised as they start that excavation on that old, old Moshaski Desert um, National Park. And probably this could be one of the first ships to go up in the air and everybody can see. Now that the nation and the world is on Ukraine, this probably is going to be one of the first ones that's going to go up. And everybody's gonna be, and everything's gonna stop to a halt. Everybody's gonna be, um, 
JP's revelation that the space arc found in Ukraine is activating and US military authorities were ready to go in to investigate is very telling in terms of why Russia chose to intervene now. Even more astounding is his prediction that the Ukrainian arc will eventually begin flying into the air. Indeed, with the world's attention currently on Ukraine, a flying space arc will instantaneously become a global event of profound significance. On February 26, during my What's Coming in 2022 webinar, I publicly revealed for the first time what JP had told me about the Ukrainian space arc. I subsequently received important corroborating information from Thorhan Eregian, a fleet commander of the Galactic Federation of Worlds, as relayed through Elena Denan, a former French archaeologist. Two days after my webinar, Elena relayed to me the following information from Thorhan about Russia's military intervention into Ukraine and the deep state's involvement with Yark. Quote, this is not an invasion of Ukraine, but part of the cleansing operations. The deep state was attempting to activate the Ark, which they had found many years ago, buried underneath the sand in the lower southern part of Ukraine. The Ark activated, so it was time Putin got his hands on it. There is a second Ark in the north of Russia, but Putin already has control of it. End quote. Forehand's information corroborated what JP had been told about two space Arks found in the region one in Russia and another in Ukraine. It's very significant that the deep state has had a strong influence over Ukraine since 2014 and was attempting to activate the space arc found in a sandy region of southern Ukraine, Oleshki Sands. On March 1st, Forehand revealed more about the buried Ukraine space arc. Quote, Putin has his hands on the other arc in the north of Russia, and he has been taught by positive extraterrestrials how to use this technology. It is information without consequence, because this arc in north Russia is secured and in good hands, contrarily to the Ukrainian arc, which, through to this day, March 1st, 2022, is in the hands of the Earth Alliance. It is still fought for by the deep state military based in the south of Ukraine, near the arc, buried in the sand. End quote. Thorhan's information corroborates what JP had been told about Russia's control over a space arc found in its own territory. By March 2nd, Russia had defeated the Ukrainian military and had gained full control over Kherson, including Oleshki Sands National Nature Park. Kherson is the first Ukrainian city to fall to the Russian military, which is highly significant given claims of an ancient space arc found in the nearby Oleshki Sands. The discovery of a space arc that is activating under Oleshki Sands provides an understanding of why Russia has decided to militarily intervene in the Ukraine civil war that has been ongoing since 2014. Something dramatic must have happened behind the scenes to motivate Russia to intervene in a civil war that was essentially frozen as a result of a lack of progress on implementing the Minsk Agreement signed by Russia, France, Germany, Ukraine and the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe. While some claim that the Ukrainian army was preparing a lightning military campaign to retake the contested Donetsk and Lugansk administrative regions of Ukraine, others claim that US-sponsored biolabs were the real target of the Russian attack.
While these are plausible scenarios, neither one adequately explains why Russia conducted a full-scale military intervention from three directions after eight years of sitting on the sidelines. The discovery of a buried space arc and Russia's desire to take full control of it offers a more compelling explanation for Russia moving in and taking over Ukrainian territory far from the contested Donetsk and Lugansk regions. Russia's rapid takeover of Kherson is powerful circumstantial evidence that supports the revelations of J.P. and Thorhan about an ancient space arc found under the Oleshki Sands National Nature Park and that this was the decisive factor in Russia's surprise military intervention into Ukraine. This has been Dr. Michael Sala with exopolitics.org. I wish... Okay, and so yeah, that was Dr. Michael Sala's interpretation of everything. Uh, or at least his version of events, because like I said, we all it's we all see different pieces of the puzzle, but it's very rare for someone to get the whole story because that's just not how information works. Like it really is, you're lucky enough to get the information that you can. Like you, you're lucky enough to be able to even get information firsthand, right? Many people are just so far on the sidelines that. Um, you know, they don't have inside sources or they don't have connections or they don't have a frame of reference. They don't know where to look, etc. So this is kind of why I am really enthusiastic about bringing these truths, these realities, these pieces of the puzzle so that everyone can have a complete picture, right? Everyone can have uh, their eyes open, right? And not be led by the blind. Because that's how a society wants you to be. In the land of the blind, the man with one eye is king. That's exactly the Illuminati's philosophy. That's why that symbol, the one-eyed symbol, is um, so prevalent in their symbology. Because it's that phrase, the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. They want you to be so blind to the reality of extraterrestrial and extraterrestrial architecture, extraterrestrial technology, and the realities of the world as a chessboard between good and evil, fighting over these technologies which are more valuable than any single resource or any single thing, piece of land, real estate, whatever. Technology, the ability to time travel, the ability to see the future, the ability to affect the weather, to control things like AI, etc. is much more valuable in the 21st century than owning a piece of land or nuclear weapons or standing armies or etc. Right? And even the intangible things, like I said, direct energy abilities, blueprints for lost knowledge, zero point energy, direct energy, uh, you know, uh, formula, basically the, the math, the, the, um, the actual intellectual property, the, literally the books, Right are much more valuable as a commodity than any amount of treasure or resource. Because all treasure eventually will be spent or stolen, right? Basically wasted. Whereas all ideas create a wiser and stronger society and people and tribe and thus guarantee their survival into the future. For the lack of knowledge, my people perish, right? This is why I consider this part of my journalistic efforts and part of the idea of what I want to bring for my war journalism, for my understanding of politics here on Earth as well as conflicts here on Earth. This channel 
started as a way for me to discuss my ideas behind what was in the news regarding the military-industrial complex and the secrets of advanced technologies as well as the ever-chaotic and arising world of military politics, military geo uh, geographies, etc., and the balances of power as it radically is shifting away from the United States as being the sole judge, jury, and executioner of the world, right, the policeman of the world, as China, Russia, Brazil, and various other powers begin to emerge because it's not about geography, wealth, or trade, or population, but it's about technology, the ability to engineer, the ability to manufacture, and the ability to acquire alien and extraterrestrial technologies as well as communicate and build relationships, etc. with these higher powers, literally higher powers. Communicating with greys, interdimensional creatures, uh, affecting quantum, um, you know, possibilities or potentialities, even AI, etc. It's no longer dealing with men divided on ethnic, cultural, traditional lines. You're dealing literally with armies controlled, nations controlled by AIs, by interdimensional, ultra-terrestrial beings or extraterrestrials. Right? People are merely the pieces on the chessboard, on the game board. The Earth is now, as it always was, a war zone between the gods. And I want to really enforce that and keep that in mind. That extraterrestrial technology is being used in the Ukraine. That's why there's not a lot of footage coming out. But the footage that is coming out is mostly staged... And it's mostly filmed, not in the Ukraine, but in accompanying areas to make it look like the Ukraine. Because they don't want to show you the truth, which is almost unstoppable Russian forces decimating and destroying all opposition. Right? The Russians aren't showing their side of things because, like I said, mostly it's top secret. And also, mostly, like I said, they have a complete OPSEC. They're not amateur forces. They don't need to create the greatest hits ESPN reel of their battles, you know, their victories, they are keeping this OPSEC very strict. Their forces are not really encouraged or even allowed to have um, their smartphones present, etc. But also, it's just a matter of uh, not of controlling the images and the content leaking out, right? So they have the internet shut down in many of these areas. They have complete and total control of OPSEC. Um, so you're not going to see the gunfights. You're not going to see the firefights. You're not going to see the people bleeding and dying in the streets. You're not going to see this until years later, maybe one or two years later, or you can actually see what it looked like. You know, the bloody knuckle, you know, Kalishnikov, uh, you know, exchanges in the streets and in the suburbs, the bombed out houses, the killed families bloated and dying in the side of the road, the charred out vehicles melted down to the frame. You know, we're not really going to see that yet, but we will see that. And I'm not saying that's justifiable, but I'm saying sacrifices are being made, right? Prices are being cost and the tree of liberty is being fertilized with the blood of tyrants. Right at the end of the day, and yes, a lot of innocent blood as well. But what's new? So it goes. Europe has been soaked in blood since its very founding. 
and so is the world in which I am no stranger of and have helped shed my fair share of it. Right? There is a shortage in the blood supply, yet there's no shortage in blood. And while I do not glorify any violence and ultimately seek world peace, I am a pacifist. I'm also what you would consider extremely fucking peaceful. You know, and so I know, I know and have already participated in war. You prepare for war so that you may have peace, right? Like, you know, you need God to make your hand stronger than your enemies because the only way to envision that righteous future, that achieve justice is by force and that's just the nature of the realm that we currently live in since the days of the ancient Vedic gods going to battle in the uh, Bhagavad Gita the Bhagavad Gita Um, that even the gods go to war there were wars in heaven before there were wars on earth but the victor of this war it's written on the walls, it's hands down are the Russians because they have acquired extraterrestrial technology and the cabal has no extraterrestrials any longer serving them. The reptilian masters have been exterminated. They have extraterrestrial technology that they reverse engineered. But if they are willing to risk what is very rare to them and very important because in their mind it is better to live in fight or fight and run away and live to fight another day that is to make a final last stand because and their hope is that they can rebuild and re and survive and you know resurrect in the future maybe under a different name or a different uh organizational structure the illuminati always tries to run to the shadows and save the best literally for the next day and there will always be another day after in their mindset so and even it's been theorized that many of their UFOs reverse engineer technology was destroyed recently and much of their new technology has been destroyed recently with the downing of 40 yes that's right 40 Starlink satellites And the 40 Starlink satellites were from Elon Musk and his SpaceX. And they were taken out by a geomagnetic storm. This geomagnetic storm was obviously controlled, um, was a controlled attack. It was a forceful attack and and, and destruction of technology implemented by the deep state to provide internet access for the Ukraine during or against Russia's electronic warfare front and efforts, right? Russia had successfully destroyed Ukraine's internet capabilities and their electrical grid. They were tried to be reinforced by the Western cabal, the United States elements, the Khazarian mafia, the military industrial complex as personified by Uh, The civilian Elon Musk and um, SpaceX, the international, you know, uh, basically international space force, the New World Space Force, SpaceX. uh, And this New World Order Space Force, it basically got its shit slapped out of the sky with a directed geomagnetic storm. So a gravitational weapon or a magnetic weapon, basically very unorthodox exotic weaponry 
employed by Solar Warden and by various other exo or exoplanetary, exopolitical factions. Like I said, the higher power, the highest power, is for all understanding good and light side, and it sees the future and it knows that. And but the elements, the elements of the Earth's evil, the the shadow that's cast from the beings of light and in the beings of light's absence because they cannot both rule the affairs of man and decide the destiny of man right there has to be this uh, there has to be this kind of binary polarity it's this universal force light and dark forces yin and yang um, it's, like it's beyond even humans it's been existing since the beginning of the universe it's just the incarnation on our planet right of good and evil that the evil forces, the Saturnite forces, Elon Musk and his cube of Saturn, the cabal of Saturn, the cult of Saturn, tried to send their little space cube satellites to provide the electronic uh, geospatial satellites, GPS systems, uh, internet systems, etc., to help out the, in a militarized capacity, by the way. A militarized, openly militarized capacity that, did not, that was not controversial, but Elon Musk entering into the arms smuggling, the arms trade, the international arms trafficking trade in the, in the capacity of high-tech electronic warfare uh, space weaponry, right? Militarized, weaponized satellites um, went completely under the radar and was in fact supported and cheered, right? Like, yeah, Elon Musk is the real-life Tony Stark. He's the real-life Iron Man. He's going to save Ukraine with his technology. 40 of them out of 41 crashed back into Earth, unable to escape, to achieve the Delta 9 and escape the geomagnetic pull of the Earth because of gravitational weaponry that they was used on them by these higher advanced powers. I said, I don't know exactly which higher power, but I would even say Solar Warden because geomagnetic weaponry, EMPs, and gravitational weapons are solar warden weapons absolutely it's how they create both their shielding and their life support systems as well as a weaponized control through scalar weaponry uh radar type uh weaponry it's this unblockable direct energy type exertion of gravity manipulation of gravity in the, the fabric of gravity right because I'm not really a physicist, I don't really know the language to use, but basically they control gravity and they can increase gravity to destroy something under its own weight or to prevent something's flight path or to literally knock it out of the sky. If it's a flying thing, if it's on the ground, literally crush it in its own, in its own weight, right? By amplifying the gravity at its position, you know, to thousands of times its normal, um, its normal amount. They can level entire planets this way and flatten them like coins, you know, like asteroids. Just flatten them and stop them immediately in their tracks and just, you know, slam them down to the moon. The moon is actually where we discovered this technology because that was the purpose of the moon, was to serve as a momentary gravitational controlling orbiting body, an artificial satellite, basically a Death Star. But its weaponry was used to preserve the Earth from any comets, asteroids, or meteorites because its gravi gravity is literally manipulatable and controllable, targetable, and aimable. And it literally just pulls in any dangerous objects straight to itself. 
and it's made of a shale of titanium, and, uh, you know, that's entirely what its purpose is. It's been struck tens of thousands of times by massive astronomical bodies because that's its job. It's clearly visible with the naked eye how many craters it has, craters that would have completely devastated and destroyed all of life on Earth. And it just shrugs it off because its purpose is to take meteor strikes, take asteroid impacts, and take um, comet strikes for the Earth. And it does so not because it's always able to move itself in its path. It just controls gravity and sucks them straight to it, right? Attracts them, right? And, and just, it's, like said, gravity is the weakest and most manipulatable of all fields, but also the least understood and the most intentionally kept secret because gravity is easily manipulatable and controllable by electronic magnets, electromagnetism, and when mastered, creates unstoppable weapons and penetrable shielding and the ability to literally build cities that can float in the sky anti-gravity. You know, their ships doesn't have to rely on aerodynamics or force of uh, uh, propulsion, can literally just reduce its density, become lighter than air, and the planet's atmosphere itself would, would push it, you know, into the um, stratosphere, and then it can literally manipulate gravity to constantly pull itself and be intentionally falling literally without any energy expenditure as a propulsion but able to achieve near light speed this way. It, it, the, literally, it's a, you write your own ticket when you master gravity. One of the many things you can do, child's play things, right? Consider to gravity weaponry, this is child's play. Knock 40 satellites down, you know, right in front of Elon Musk's stupid cabal Saturnite face, right? And no... This is not because the aliens in Solar Warden are evil, but because, like I've said before, reiterating the point, this is good. The Alliance is winning, and the people that have, we have been told are our heroes, like I said, for all the crowd out there, soy-boying it up still. I don't know why you're even listening to this. I've made myself very clear about this in dozens of episodes prior. Elon Musk is absolutely an evil, fraudulent, like, uh, New World Order uh, cabalist, uh, you know, puppet, and just the face of the militarization and uh, privatization of all what used to be public access space programs, etc., without any responsibility, safely keeping it uh, both as a tax shelter and as a money laundering scheme for various military black, mar uh, black projects as well as black market weapons trade, now entered into the open, illicit, weaponized uh, weaponization of space, right? Without any controversy. This is something that should be protested. This is something that people should be getting angry about. People should be writing their senator and making a bigger deal that private individuals are trying to weaponize space and doing so because, you know, and intervening in international affairs simply based on their own personal and petty politics, you know, but the fact that he's got hundreds of billions of dollars should worry anyone because the abilities this gives him to create companies, etc., which may go rogue, is just like if the CIA was controlled by some playboy from South Africa. It should frighten people that with access to hundreds of billions of dollars and public goodwill and support, as well as a close tie to the government, etc., and businesses, entrepreneurs, 
that he could easily do things like to begin to build weapons, arms, missiles, you know, um, drones, etc. And that his money alone, as it stands, is enough to finance one of the largest militaries in existence. Which, which I've already said was the intentional goal and ultimate purpose of him. To have an unaccountable, rogue, stateless individual being able to support financially the operations of weaponizations in space and high platform like electronic, digital weaponry, computer weaponry, etc. Energy grid type you know, uh, weaponry from the inside out by selling these systems to nations under the guise of an entrepreneur, as a philanthropist, of, a, of someone who's uh, trying to revolutionary, revolutionize and uh, you know, advance society. But really, it's just a CIA front, a New World Order front, to try to put their systems in as many people's hands as possible and then be able to spy on them, manipulate them, turn them off and on, control them, basically keep hold them by their nuts, their e-nuts, their electronic nuts. Right? And this is absolutely the case. And we should celebrate the fact that many of SpaceX's failures, including their historic failure in 2015, have been at the hands of extraterrestrial technology or higher power, those with relationships with extraterrestrials, with knowledge of extraterrestrials, with the alliance of extraterrestrials. The 2015 Elon Musk explosion that I'm referencing was when he was trying to launch satellites for Zuckerberg and Facebook also weaponized illegal satellites to try to spy on space, on the space forces and the secret space program's activity on Earth to be able to use that as blackmail against the various powers to be, right? It's, it's all New World Order, it's all cabal puppets. They don't really have power, even though they have all the money in the world. They really don't have all the knowledge, power, or access that these programs have, right? They can't buy their way into heaven. They have to be invited, and because they don't deserve it, they can have literally trillions of dollars. They're printing out money and ruining the economy and hurting people by doing it, but it's giving them the ability to try to build a stairway to heaven, build their space programs, and literally blackmail the gods. And that's not going to work. It never does. Or this Facebook, or this, sorry, SpaceX rocket that was sitting on the launching pad in Nevada, I believe, um, was refueling, was in a cold stage, and was not thermically active, right? Its engines were not on. It was not scheduled to start a flight or in a uh, launch operation. It was refueling and being filmed refuel, like all these operations are. And clearly in this film, you see a small spherical drone extraterrestrial in origin, but employed by the NSA and the deep and the Earth Alliance and the U.S. States Navy to do their spying, their, their control of the world grid, of the American grid, as well as internationally, right? It zooms faster than the eye can see, faster than any bird. It zooms at hundreds of miles per hour across this rocket, standing perfectly still, refueling, right, in the process of refueling, and as it passes, you can see a spark generated, a plasma lightning bolt generated, and an implosion. Not an explosion immediately, but an implosion where the concavity is created. 
where literally it looks like a black hole is created right at the edge, the skin of the metal of the SpaceX rocket, the Falcon Heavy 9, and that an implosion occurs and absolutely destroys the shit out of this Falcon 9 space rocket. You can find the videos online, 2015 SpaceX rocket explosion. It was. It made the press. There was such an investigation as to the mysteriousness of this event that Elon Musk accused a rival, Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos's company, of hiring a sniper, a mercenary sniper, soldier of fortune, to stand on the roof of their building or within their building, which was miles away but directly in the path of this explosion and fire a bullet into the rocket during this critical stage of refueling where it was most vulnerable but where no plausible explanation mechanically can be found by any investigative body, government, federal, or even private as to why this Falcon 9 rocket with Mark Zuckerberg's satellites loaded onto it exploded as violently as it did. The visual evidence, though, is clear, and if anyone uses their mind and has enough pieces of the puzzle connected, they know that this was a warning shot, that no lives were lost, but it was a warning shot and intentional destruction of potential spy equipment by beings who were aware of the effects, of, or at least the intentions of this satellite, this private industry satellite, because they are aware of quantumality, because they have quantum sight, because they have the chronovisor, because they can see the implications beforehand. You can't keep secrets from these people. No matter how close-lipped and privatized and compartmentalized your your private industry is, no matter how many millions and even billions you put into departments, research and development, um, you know, the, the hiring and acquisition and, and you know, vetting and uh, spying on your own personnel, etc. You can't keep secrets from these people. These people literally can see by opening portals with their remote viewing, with their astral projection. They're using the electronic universe to literally provide the intel and the information of your true intentions to them. Right? The Ashtar have many different ways. The Venusians have many different ways. The Greys have many different ways of understanding your behavior, your psychology, 10 years ahead, 100 years in advance, at the very least. And people need to realize that unless people have access to extraterrestrial technology, themselves are these extraterrestrials as allies and as benefactors and as uh, you know protectors. They don't stand a chance because of the quantum difference, the quantum perceptions and abilities that are higher dimensional in nature, that are Clark Tech. Clark Tech is technology that's so sufficiently advanced, it appears as magic to those who are ignorant to its, to its uh, engineering, right? Literally, magic wands, literally force fields, the ability to teleport, the ability to read minds, to psionically communicate without words, you know, verbally, um, to, to fly ships with intent and will, psychic of will alone, to manifest uh, vehicles out of what appear to be jewels, you know, like architecture that's larger in 
the interior than it is the exterior. Um, the ability to slow down time. The ability to exist on a microscopic scale. The ability to, uh, you know, transport or to control entire solar systems worth of energy elsewhere. And, you know, the ability to, to multiply yourself or to preserve one's life um, in various incarnations, you know, what, guaranteed without any doubt, without any kind of a fear of, of, of experiencing death. These things are all what the extraterrestrials and the higher powers, interdimensional powers, the truly um, ascended masters of Earth, the good team uses. The dark team, the black hats, don't have any access to this. The black hats may have higher technology as given to them by the greys, but in itself, they don't really know how to work it. They're, it's always in doubt. They crash as many UFO crafts as they've, require, as they've acquired and have lost hundreds of pilots, hundreds of personnel, highly trained personnel, highly trained engineers, experts, simply by trying to test this technology. As we've already talked about, the, the discovery of the Ark of Gabriel ended up killing thousands of people who were both directly and indirectly involved with it, even just present in the, the geological area. Because the energies, the plasma energies are so great and so powerful and so volatile that unless you really, exactly, like unless you are holy, unless you actually know exactly what you're doing and have permission and access and have the actual codes to it, there is no way you're going to figure it out. No human being is smart enough to do that, not within one lifetime. That's why these objects, these xeno-archaeological objects, are so valuable. They're fought after. Wars are fought after them. Because they're worth thousands of human lifetimes of discovery, of engineering. This is how we have the modern world, how we have computers, how we have uh, plastics, how we have... Uh, you know, direct energy, etc., is through the acquisition of alien technology at the cost of human lives through the act of war. And millions of human beings over the course of history have been sacrificed to the altar of Mars, the war god, to acquire these religious artifacts. Entire religions, entire nations have been designed to protect them. Entire kings' lineages, empires' lineages have been born and raised to serve them. To be their priests, to be their defenders, to be their valets and protectors. And as we see now currently, Russia and the Ukraine, entire nations are going to war. And in the case of the Ukraine, were created to try to acquire this technology, this access for a cabal, an evil, illegitimate cabal. And they are willing to sacrifice the entire Ukrainian tribe, ethnicity, and people to keep that in their possession. This is how much they value it. This is how important it is to them. But Russia's already acquired it. And as we can tell, their plans have failed and failed miserably. And since this information has gone public, 
And by public, you know, been filtered through me and through Dr. Sal and through the channels that are in the know. Zelensky, President Zelensky, who has pledged formally to not leave Ukraine and fight to the death, right? To fight the invader rushing to the death, has gone missing. Presumed to have fled or been evacuated from the country by the United States or European Union interests and commandos. Most likely, he has been killed by his former masters for failing to secure such a valuable artifact within the time he was given as per his post. The duties as leader of this fake state were the acquisition at any cost and the defense at any cost of any technology that may benefit the Khazarian Mafia, which was the actual state that used to exist before the Ukraine, Khazaria, and their evil black nobility of Saturnic, atheistic, materialistic, evil, reptilian-minded Illuminati members of various nationalities, for truly they take no nation as their own and consider the world their slave, right? The very world itself their slave, thinking they're better than what the order exists. That's how much they are reptilian in, in nature, psychopathic in nature, just black-hearted, dark-sided, Sith, right? Just absolute Sith energy. And that he failed the Sith and was killed by his Sith masters. All goes according to plan. For the Ashtar know, being beings of light, being the forces of good, that upon defeating evil, evil will destroy and cannibalize itself. This is how evil, evil truly is. That even in, this, in, in being defeated, instead of defending themselves as one force, they cannibalize, blame, and end up destroying and delivering the death blow to themselves, slitting their own throats in self-hatred, paranoia, and disgust. And surely, the last of the Cabal members will be assassinated by various rivals within their own cabal as even the hour of their death as they fight over their very death bed. As they are lowered into the grave they have dug for themselves, they will stab each other in the back for the best spot in that grave. For the spot on top of the hill of corpses of their brethren and of other evil psychopaths that they have sacrificed and walked on, walked over their corpses to get just an inch higher in a system that is set up exactly like a Ponzi scheme, exactly like a pyramid scheme, and exactly like the, the slave system of the ancient pharaohs. Those that had been driven drunk with power and taken the dragon and the reptilian as their masters here on earth.
good fucking riddance. And may we never see their like again. May the light shine so brightly that it casts no shadow in the future. Daytime eternal. Praise the sun. Amon Ra. So thank you all very much for listening to me, the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Talk to you about the Ark of Gabriel, Russia, and this newly discovered Ark of Oleshki, the Ark of the Ukraine, now in safe hands, now in Jedi control. The greatest audience out there in Dreamland. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. Namaste and shalom. God bless you guys. God bless you and your families. Peace out. And if you haven't already, check out the Instagram. If you haven't already, check out the Patreon. Uploading links there. The Telegram group. We would really like you on board. A very active community. You can talk. You can lay posts and everything. They got the links posted up there and everything as well. Join uh, the Twitter. Get uh, notified, updated. Join the Instagram, social media, etc. And definitely just, uh, you know, check me out, hang out, and uh, enjoy the content. As you said, we're getting hundreds of hours archived and everything like that. Check out the past episodes. Uh, maybe you have some questions. Maybe you want to leave me those questions, etc. Check out the more merch. I got merch. Check out Linktree. Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. I got new merch. Uploading new merch designs. I got a lot of new episodes planned ahead as well, so stick around for that. And uh, we'll be producing upwards of three or four episodes a week in the future. So absolutely welcome aboard if this is your first episode. Thank you very much for listening to the very end of it and everything. And I hope you listen to every single one in the future. Stay perfect, everyone out there in dreamland.